0: I'm Todd Mack. And I'm Joe Dorowski. We're the hosts of the Protagonist Podcast, where each week we discuss a great character in a great story. If you listen to us, your fancy will be tickled. And your thoughts will be provoked. One reviewer described us as fanboys with PhDs. Our discussions cast a wide net, alternating between TV, comics, films, and novels. In one episode, we may discuss a Spanish telenovela, and the next week, an American superhero comic. That was January 2016. Or one week, we might discuss a Japanese manga, and the following week, a Jane novel. That was October 2016. Check out The Protagonist Podcast. Great characters in great stories. <music> Hello,
1: and welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we exit the tunnel of Rocky Two one perfect minute at a time. <laughs> I am Doug. Jason. I'm Jason. <laughs> and Pete, welcome back. Pete Mummer, for another uh, minute with us. Yeah, welcome. Thanks. Got my hood up. Yeah, that's, that's the only way to do it. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're about to get your big entrance, so yes, you got to put the oh, hood yeah. up. But today, we're knocking out Minute 98, which begins with, okay, let's do it. And it ends with thousands
0: of cheering fans. What is the deal with, with the hood on the robe? In case you're chilly?
2: <laughs> Serving doesn't like 80% of the heat leave your body through your head, so you want to keep everything in there?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Is it a big reveal? Like, uh, you know, you're waiting. They're like, oh, my God, who's, who's that coming through? Oh, it's Rocky.
2: Maybe it's like a focus thing. You know, when you wear a hood, you can't see anything to the side. You can only see straight ahead. Mm. So he wants you to focus on what's ahead of you.
1: <laughs> Little tunnel vision thing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. Jay with a real world.
2: And then when you get into the ring, you take it off, and then you, you embrace the moment, and you see everything that's around you. Mm-hmm. But when focus. you're walking there, it's like an anxiety yeah. thing. He doesn't want you to worry about oh, any yeah, outside distractions. Good. You know, don't worry about what's behind you, what's on the sides of you. Worry about what's in front of you.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's like those anxiety sweaters you can get for your dog. Yeah. <laughs> Thunder shirts
2: and stuff. <laughs>
1: see that you, you put it in terms of anxiety, at least two thirds of us understand it.
0: <laughs> do you think do you think Rocky's got home field advantage here? Yeah, Absolutely. big time. Huge. Like do you think do you think that's a thing in a fight? You think I think it's it's
1: I think it's even more of a issue than Apollo even realizes because we're gonna see some we're going to see some um, things in Apollo that uh, show concern. Uh, yeah, but I, I think it's a home field advantage is, is such a, a big part that even Apollo doesn't realize it yet.
2: He's going to realize it at the beginning of, ni- of the next minute.
0: Yeah. We see it. I feel that like Apollo's kind of set himself up to fail several times. Yes. In this. Like he's, he's made a lot of poor decisions.
2: He hasn't listened to anybody. Right. Yeah. You know. They, they were telling you in the beginning, Duke was telling him in the first one not to take this fight. Then the second one, he was telling him not to take this fight. But, you know, Apollo's that that, added, that, that athletic like ego where you're, where he's always right and he doesn't want to be told not to do something or he can't do something. Because he looked at it as like, if Duke said not to take the fight and he didn't, you would always think about that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, you basically pussied out, mm-hmm. in a sense. Sure.
0: Yeah. So, also, if you keep telling everybody you're the greatest, I mean, unless you're Muhammad Ali, if you're telling everybody you're the greatest... And then, for some reason, you don't tend out to, to be the greatest. Like that's a lot worse than if you just you don't say anything, and then you, you get knocked out. And it's like, okay, well, he didn't. He never said he was. Like you know, that guy had a lot of fight in him. You know, Rocky'd be kind of a, a hero anyway, even if he he didn't win. But Apollo, like, he's kind of everything. Everything about this is he's setting himself up for a fall.
2: It's like Zootopia in the beginning when the the mother father <laughs> rabbit are telling Judy that uh, you know. If you never try anything, then you never fail. <laughs> <laughs> Words,
1: wisdom to uh, impart on our children, sure. Um, it's his hubris. Apolcrid hubris is his downfall, in more ways than one. His what? Hubris. His cockiness. His
2: arrogance. Why did you yeah. try to pull out a big word like hubris? Why don't you say his <laughs> arrogance is a bigger word than hubris? It's more letters. No, it's not length of word. It's It's <laughs> Everybody knows the word hubris. I never heard it. Okay. Well,
1: looks like you need to go back to school.
2: But why wouldn't you say arrogance or is ego? Oh, ego. Ego is a good one.
1: So Paul's hubris is his downfall. <laughs> um not only in the boxing world but in life. Ooh. <laughs> in terms of living and breathing.
2: Does get him killed? What? Sorry, <laughs>
1: Jay doesn't like to talk ahead.
2: But although in 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 Rocky three, he has to put his ego aside to train Rocky in Rocky three. Like if he if he was that much of an egotistical maniac, like you wouldn't train Rocky because you would ultimately want Rocky to fail because he's got to beat you and take the title from you. So you'd be like, you know, good for him, mm-hmm. right? So yes, that ego has to take a back seat, unless it was like uh, Cleber Lang is such an
1: asshole that <laughs> yeah. I'd rather Rocky have the belt than him
0: but why why can Muhammad Ali say he's the greatest and no matter where he goes the entire crowd is on his mm-hmm. side and Apollo says he's the greatest and he goes to the spectrum and everybody hates him
2: well I think only because it's 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 at the spectrum you know if yeah, this fight so was in Los really Angeles in LA, Las Vegas yeah. I think yeah. it would be different I think so yeah, yeah, it's a hometown that's crowd that's a good point yeah. And that was another mistake with Apollo's ego. Is he wanted this fight in Rocky's hometown? Hometown, hometown. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted it here. He wanted the crowd here. So that's another mistake he made. If this was in a, like a, yeah. you know, in Los Angeles, maybe you
0: know, you no, know, would
1: be a, a good little research point. Uh, Joe Frazier was from Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and he famously fought Muhammad Ali twice or three times. Mm. Okay, obviously not that famous because I don't know the answer to it. (laughs) Um, But he fought him more than once. Now, I wonder if any of those. (laughs) And less than five. (laughs) I wonder if any of those had taken place at the spectrum. Because Mm. if that Joe Frazier, a beloved Philadelphia fighter, I can Uh imagine the hometown crowd treating him the way they treat Rocky and and not Muhammad Ali. So I don't know. They fought
2: three times. Three times. Uh, one was in New York. Mm-hmm. One was in Manila. Manila. The thriller. So the first one was in Madison Square Garden. The second one, Super Fight 2, <laughs> was in Madison Square Garden. Okay.
1: So the first two. And then the thriller in Manila the thriller was in the Manila. rubber match.
0: Yeah. I wonder how much of it, too, is just like rec- you recognize somebody. Like if, if Derek Jeter showed up in your town. And Derek Jeter, we're gonna, you know, have a fight with uh, you, Jason, oh. Doug. Your kids would, who would they root for? Derek Jeter,
2: yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yep. So if I was fighting Derek Jeter, your kids would be rooting for. for who would you root for? <laughs> I'd probably root for Derek Jeter. Why?
1: Because <laughs> Derek Jeter. So what?
0: I'd, I'd I'd root for you, Jason. Thank you. Because he yeah, doesn't 100%. like Derek Jeter. See, that's that, that's the difference right there. But. Don't you like me?
1: (laughs) I don't understand. Eh. uh, Rocky, (laughs) sorry, Jay. (laughs) See here, Rocky's ready to go. Rocky's, you know, after the he's got a headache though. He, uh, yeah, the headache, um, which is, you know, the punches aren't going to help the headache. No, that that kind of made me have a headache
0: when he said that. But yeah, me too. It like it just, I, I would have the biggest stress headache right here. Like I would just be. I, I
2: get whenever anybody says they have something, I get it right after them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I a headache. I yeah. get a headache. My wife says she's nauseous. I get nauseous.
1: <laughs> I have a question here. Uh, I know we asked it already. I hope your question oh. is
2: not, well, I support you in a fight against Derek Jeter because the answer <laughs> to that, my friend. <laughs> we already know the, the answer.
1: <laughs> um, when Apollo's now, this is way back to the beginning in a minute. Apollo says, I'm ready, right? uh yeah i I don't for some reason i'm picking up a hint of unsureness in it now maybe because i'm looking for it but he doesn't have like that that uh that that look of concentration that he had you know a few minutes ago
0: oh that's true yeah you're i think you're right like he's he's trying to convince himself he's ready yeah hold on yeah i gotta play this real quick with the volume up you hear that jay Mm -hmm.
1: jay's on his phone um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe that's a clue. Maybe it's just me looking uh, too deep into it. What? Probably. What were we talking about? I wasn't even paying attention to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maybe I'm Derek Jeter is listening to you and paying the, attention. <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning of the minute, when Apollo says, "I'm ready." All right. Okay, look. Look at my computer here. Does it, do you do you sense a little bit of like you know unsureness? No. Okay. Back to the notes. Uh, the, now there, there's little the guys. Now we have Apollo's crew that's wearing red and white, right? But then there's like a security team that's wearing white and red. Mm. <laughs> a little
0: <laughs> I couldn't That security uh, team looks like a like they'd be a musical act. <laughs> like, like the Jackson 4.5. Five. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's the Commodores. <laughs> They're opening the show. Oh, is that what it is? They're the opening <laughs> act.
0: <laughs> it's interesting though, like the, the racial component here. Like the security guys are all African American and the the cops are all Caucasian.
2: Yeah. What is the name of the band from Back to the Future? Marvin Berry and the Gladys
1: Day and the Nights? No. From Back to the Future. The... Marvin It wasn't Marvin Gay and the anything. No.
2: <laughs> Gladys Day and <laughs> Marvin <Night>. Berry. <laughs> wasn't that the guy from not Gladys? No. Marvin Berry.
0: Yeah. It was yeah. It was sexual chocolate. What no, from Back to the Future idea. when the, the
2: Enchantment of the Sea dance
0: the Starlighters? Oh S- 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 yes, there you go. Yeah,
2: well, missing a reef from addicts, man. <laughs>
1: oh, j loves Back to the Future. I
2: do. I DVR'd it, and I watched it like <laughs> like probably, pro, since I DVR'd it, it was on right before Christmas. I probably in the last month watched it like seven or eight times. Wow. Whenever there's nothing on TV, I just put it on.
1: Uh, but I think Rocky here, though, is in perfect waking condition. <laughs> He's perfect.
2: <laughs> Do people still
0: talk like that around where you guys
1: live? No, that's that's an old-timey kind of... Uh, even for this, it's over the top. Yeah, yeah. I don't think... They really lean into the, the whole accent. It's like... A, I don't know. We we talked... I, I don't remember Jerry, maybe or Pete, um, Pete uh, the retailer. We talked about uh-huh. it being like a, you know, like a Bugs Bunny, Mel Blanc kind of yeah. Stooges, like yeah. old timey Jewish kind of accent. That I don't know. I don't know if it ever really existed this this heavily, but uh-huh. I love it. <laughs> I think I it's do hilarious. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how many? T- he says Poifict like five or six times in this minute. <laughs> he says you're in perfect working condition you are perfect and then rocky tells mickey he looks good too and he goes thanks and you look perfect, perfect. <laughs> that's four right there <laughs> i think um like when rocky tells him he looks good or uh, when he tells him he's trying he's gonna be trying real hard today he like leans uh-huh. into his
0: earbud <laughs> to make sure he <laughs> hears him i love that he doesn't say he's gonna win yeah i just try real <laughs> like hard not- yeah i'm going to try right. real hard
2: but this is a, a, a nice moment between Rocky and Mickey because he tells him, "I'm going to try real hard for you today." Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's almost like you know they're a team, and he's appreciative of everything Mickey has done for him, mm-hmm. and yeah. he doesn't want to let him down. And he's like, "I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to try real hard for you today, Mick." And Mickey gives him
0: a shuck in the arm. Yeah, this is this is my favorite Mick. Like my favorite Mickey is in mm-hmm. these these minutes here. Yeah,
2: yeah. This is this is when you know a transition from like ornery, angry Mickey. To like sweet sensitive you know that i really, yeah. really care for rocky mickey mm-hmm. and then that continues into three and then he dies and
1: <laughs> <laughs> for a guy that hates to talk into the future i sure because I, I just watched
2: it last <laughs> night that was the, i should have watched it last night
1: uh but rocky mentions the robe and how it looks nice and it's better than that baggy one mm-hmm. from last year shout out to the mistake from last year shout out again but it's it's like one of those it's like a you know when you laugh at something that a kid does, they keep doing it because you know you laughed at them, right. and then it's not funny anymore. Uh-huh. It's like remember that thing that you liked about Rocky one? Well, here it is again, right? You know, like rehashing it. And I,
2: um, the mistake with that is though
1: it wasn't last year. It wasn't last year. <laughs> it, yeah. was, it was earlier, earlier this, this year. year.
2: <laughs>
1: but whatever. <No>. Yep. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. So Rocky mentions the robe, and Mickey says, "This is gorgeous. It's perfect." Mm-hmm. So there's the, there's your fifth poifect for
2: the for the minute. Uh, so here's my problem with this next. This is my this is my only note really for this whole minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so after this whole thing takes place, the announcers are talking, right? Well, first Rocky's going through the ring. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of chaos. People trying to get to him. The cops are blocking him, right? Mm-hmm. The announcers make a comment that says. Basically, like, why is a fighter of such uh, limited. limited ability has gained such popularity is really a mystery. Yeah, and like, th- like really, the, he doesn't understand why Rocky is why yeah. he's gained popularity. Like, it's not a mystery at all. Like, people love the underdog. Yeah, he was an underdog. He he got a shot. He worked hard, and you mm-hmm. know he went the distance with the champ. Like, it's a he shocked the world. Like, right? How, how do you not? Yeah, look, I don't fall understand. <laughs> <laughs> like to for him to say it's such a mystery. It's not a mystery at oh. all. Like yeah. it's blatantly obvious why he, why yeah. people love him. That kind of yeah. makes me think
1: of what like the professionals, the analysts think of Rocky as a fighter.
2: Well, they probably I don't know about the analysts. Well, the analysts too, but other fighters. It, it probably some question of like did he deserve the fight in the first place? Mm. You know, because right. the if you if you were a fighter and contender and you were working your whole life fighting and to get to that spot to get that chance and you never got it but this guy was just picked and got it all of a sudden you would have some animosity toward him where you were like hey, he didn't deserve that
1: right? you know uh-huh. I deserve
2: that he didn't deserve that and so there probably is a little and then sportscasters are always like that where they I just watched it you know after the Super Bowl this year the Super Bowl happen yet when we film this? Yeah because yeah. <laughs> it already happened <laughs> <laughs> so um, right now there's two Jasons <laughs> so the Super Bowl like the whole like days of the Super Bowl where people actually criticizing Tom Brady you know I saw one whole thing where we were debating is he the greatest ever listen that like sportscasters just love to create that animosity Mm -hmm. and get people riled up and question things and argue things so be the voice of contention like Mm -hmm. you know people are always gonna shit on you no matter what you do Mm
1: -hmm. Pete do you have a disdain for sports quote unquote analysts Uh, a lot of them yeah you know what kind of analysts bother me the ones that have never played the sport Mm -hmm. that they're
2: analyzing yes really yeah, they bother me too. Yeah,
1: because it's easy to like, you know, sit behind a desk and say what the mm-hmm. athlete is thinking or doing or where his his shortcomings are when you never right? played the sport.
2: I, I was watching a thing where where the, the two guys who never played professional sports, I think I know it was I forgot their names, whatever, in ESPN. And they were arguing about whether or not Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback ever. And this guy, one of them was like adamant that he wasn't and was coming up with all these and I'm like, watch this. I'm like, Tom Brady Is probably the greatest quarterback of all time. Like the guy's won six Super Bowl rings. He's been nothing but. And this coming from a Yankee fan, you know, a Jet Yankee fan. Like I hate Tom Brady and the Patriots, but you can't look at Tom Brady and the Patriots. Like, this guy's argument was uh, like, no, there's so much better quarterbacks based on ability. But the point of the sport, in my opinion, is to win. And no one has 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 done some of the things that Tom Brady's done. So to sit there and even argue that he's not the greatest of all time to, from someone who's never played football, uh, professional football is, mm-hmm. to me, like, if Joe Montana and Dan Marino were having an argument with it, I would be like, okay, these guys deserve to have the argument. But these people don't. Like, sports right. analysts, I, I don't even watch that. I, don't, I, I watch... I'm going I was gonna say I haven't watched ESPN in a long time, but I obviously was watching it for this, but just because it was after Super Bowl <laughs> stuff. But like I don't watch this stuff anymore. I've had enough of them. That's no,
0: annoying. Well see, I I the only sport I follow is baseball. And I don't know if you're loop if you're lumping analysts in with broadcasters. But like I I to me, my favorite broadcaster in the game today is John Miller, mm-hmm. who's our local our local Giants broadcaster and he's an ESPN guy. And he never played the game, but he's He's got such. Uh, to me, he's brings such an outsider's perspective into the game that I think it makes it even more magical.
2: Here in New York, we have Michael Kay, who's the Yankee announcer. Uh-huh. He he doesn't pretend that he knows that he played the game or whatever. He like openly admits, like you know, I don't, I've mm-hmm. never played the game professionally. This and that. But he, uh-huh. he, it's the other people that are with him. You know, he has Ken Singleton, David Cone, yeah. yeah. uh, Paul O'Neill. He always the other people. Somebody with him is always somebody that has played the game, yes. and he refers to it a lot. Like he'll say, like uh-huh. when something comes up, he'll be like, oh. He'll so, ask the guy. Right, he'll ask like out right. later like how was it in your days when this situation came up or you were preparing for this or preparing for that and he leaves the 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 questions you want answered by by someone who's played the game. He leaves to them. He doesn't well, that's d- uh, yeah. the
1: difference between the play-by-play guy and the color commentary Right, right. right Yeah. Yeah. Yes, the color commentary and I'm going I'm about to launch into a tirade about our local <laughs> Radio Yankee yeah. broadcast Um but yes, the color commentator should have a knowledge of the game because they played it. The play-by-play guy you know color comedy athletes aren't always the best talkers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's talkers speakers What? so having them as a color guy you know stands to reason but doing like a play-by-play kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah you need like a guy who has right. broadcasting experience
0: i give a see i guess i like i i think you know maybe two of the greatest of all time john miller and vin scully both do a lot of their broadcasting by themselves and i think there's something very magical about how they just tell a story.
1: Yeah. I mean, Vince Scully is legendary. Yeah. So is uh, Harry Carey from the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, from the Cars. Yeah. Like, guys like that are. Right. are but exempt. to be
2: the play by play guy, that's a skill in and of itself to be able yes. to describe the game and yeah. go through the game. So that, mm-hmm. that's fine. But I want the color commentator to
0: be. Something. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that. Our, our, first of all, our, our radio. Um,
1: I'm not talking about the Yankees broadcast yet, but the uh, uh, Mike Francesa from the fan he's Uh he has like the daytime sports show Mm -hmm. and he's the biggest blowhard never touched a piece of sporting equipment in his life but he's a goddamn expert on everything from from horse racing to friggin nfl
0: and it's annoying i like i i don't i don't i barely know who the guy is but he shows up on my twitter feed like at least once a month like oh my god can you see what the ridiculous thing mike francesa said this this month yeah it'll be about all kinds of random stuff he has like nothing good to say about any. He's just an <laughs> angry old man.
1: <laughs> but our our local Yankee broadcast is uh, John Sterling, and he does a play by play. And he's he's a great play by play guy. He's been he's been a Yankees play by play guy for thirty years, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and he's gone through a different uh, a different group of col- uh, color commentators throughout his career. And the latest one is a woman by the name of Susan mm-hmm. Waldman, who True. is unlistenable. Mm-hmm. I hmm. I haven't listened to a Yankee broadcast in three years because I cannot listen wow. to her. She's terrible. Wow. Terrible. She's
2: from
0: New England.
1: Yeah, she's from Boston. I would rather not <laughs> listen to the Yankee game than listen to her. So.
0: Wow. <laughs> so wow. there you have it. <laughs> uh, our local people know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, speaking of local people, there's a nice... Uh, Shot of a guy wearing a nineteen seventy six California Angels hat, following Rocky into the into the arena. I did a lot of
1: like looking at the the crowd as he's walking in because that's that's where you find the gold. Uh-huh. Where you got a second there, Pete? a specific uh, Second or uh, no? You're you're watching it on to cue it up here because I got one at second forty five. There's a guy in plaid on the right. Uh-huh. Looks like Matthew McConaughey in Days and Confused. Wait, it looks like what? Matthew McConaughey from Days and Confused. He's got the long hair, the bushy sideburns. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't see a California Angels hat. Me
0: either. No, like second 53, 54, you see the guy in the Angels cap right behind him. I don't know. Is it the uh, the A with the halo or the yeah, C? Yeah, yeah, in the red brim. Let's see. I don't see it. 53. Right Is behind the wall, guy in the yellow like, who, the- Rocky? I <laughs> <laughs> <No>, there's like <laughs> a guy with a perm wearing yellow. While you're looking at that, I, I just got to say, Al, like, chowing down on those Q tips is kind of bugging me, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, every scene
1: he's in, he's got Q tips hanging out of his mouth. That's <laughs> just his thing.
2: Oh, wait a minute. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hold on a second. You may have some some clarity in your. I see oh, it. it's fuck. right here. Oh yeah! Wow. Yeah, we with see with the it. red brim. Your clarity is much better. We can see. I see the blue hat with the red brim, but I can't tell that it's an angel. Oh okay. okay. Oh okay. Yeah, there's a. All right.
0: You can see the little halo.
2: Yeah, second right here. Like yeah, second fifty 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 one fifty two. You can see them. Yeah. Wow. Jesus, when you analyze a movie, dude. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: Now that just jumped out at me, like there's.
2: How did it jump out of you? It's a, we were looking for it. <laughs>
0: Pete is no amateur. Oh my goodness! I like. And then there's a guy wearing like a, a Rams jersey. Next minute, I think.
1: There, oh, at the end of the minute, when they show, it's towards the end. When they show the uh, the two, there's the two black guys clapping and cheering, and then like right in between them, is like a, a gray haired white gentleman just in ecstasy. <laughs>
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> like his eyes are closed. He's like high on LSD yeah. or something. Yeah, <laughs> and behind him, behind him is a what I can only assume is a female wearing a tube top. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> left her broad home. <laughs> no bras needed. I wonder. I wish I could figure out what that button says. Yeah, I know. I can't. Hang on, I'll look at that button all day long. (laughs) Its location is perfect. (laughs) Perfect,
2: perfect.
0: This is beautifully filmed, though. Like, it feels so claustrophobic because he's walking in here and everybody's pushing in. Yeah, yeah. This is a
1: luxury that they didn't have in the first movie, having all these extras.
0: Oh, Yeah.
2: A lot of signs, too. You don't see signs, a lot of signs. In, at boxing events anymore. You think all. it was just
0: one guy, like one production assistant, made every one of these signs? <laughs> probably. Or, <laughs> or I, like, I wonder, if for something like this, they probably had, like, an open casting call, right?
1: Like, yeah. you tell the extras, bring a, bring a Rocky sign, sign if yeah. you want.
0: You know, when I, was in, uh, when I was in college, I went to Indiana University with former guest Jerry Porter. And when I was there, they filmed a uh, basketball movie with Shaquille O'Neal. And like he was on a team playing against Indiana and they had an open casting call like for extras and they completely filled assembly hall. Like they completely filled the 40,000 seat stadium. And they told people, I think, to wear like mm. purple or whatever the t- this team's colors was the Shaquille O'Neal was on and people made all kinds of like homemade signs and everything. Oh, man. And it was, it was interesting. Cause they like, they had to turn people away. And I'm curious in LA, with so much else people can do if they had to turn people away or if like everyone in la wants to be an actor anyway so everyone's like oh, i'm gonna be an extra in this movie
1: yeah that's true hmm. people would probably jump at the chance yeah. yeah at this point rocky was famous enough where especially well no this was la yeah people would jump all over it i mean i know they had an open casting call in philly for creed uh-huh and thousands and thousands of people showed up yeah sure one of the guys that actually that uh i trained in jiu-jitsu with was on was in the arena for the rocky or for creed is Creed he is he gonna be yeah. uh greg restivo you want to come on the show is he listening? no i don't know <laughs> maybe i told him about it <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. i guess um yeah just some some crowd stuff is really brings us to the end here so that was minute or that is minute 98
0: Unless you have anything left, Pete or Jay? Nope. I think that California Angels hat was my crowning achievement.
1: <laughs> and, and an achievement it was.
0: <laughs> so, uh, I mean, if you want to tell the folks again about Indiana Jones Minute. Yeah, we uh, we talk about all kinds of little minutia like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've heard the two good hosts of that show, and now you're hearing me. Um, check us out, indianajonesminute.com. You always
1: do that, Pete, but please um, the one thing I will say that Indiana i mean Indiana Jones may has a lot of things over us, but one of the many is that they're actually educated and uh, they have some uh some facts and <laughs> mythology behind their um uh some historical facts and stuff behind their their movies, which Indiana Jones is rife with yeah you know um. Uh, but of course pete brings most of that because jerry's just the comic <laughs> relief and <laughs> jerry jerry brings the uh the religious <clears throat> facts and uh yes. I don't, i'm still trying to figure out what tom's role on that show <laughs> <laughs> i was just kidding tom we love you tom's got the golden voice of does he ever yeah. and the comedic yeah. timing that that's yeah tonight, yeah
2: yeah
1: uh which he brought to a rocky minute on christmas eve and christmas day beautiful yeah so you can find them at indiana jones minute you can find us at duelinggenre.com on all your podcatchers uh rocky minute on all your uh social media platforms and mighty mix is our listeners group on facebook so come join the fun and we will see you tomorrow on a brand new episode of rocky minute
0: what are we waiting for take this
1: I keep telling this guy he has to listen to Back to the Future Minute. Absolutely, yeah.
2: I need something, yeah, because the, the, it, 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 as many times, I probably, I've seen it a lot. Something just hit me the last time I watched it when I was texting you about it, where I was like, what the fuck? like, This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> really? Yeah, like, when Barty goes back, he's going back to the future and he goes mm-hmm. back a couple minutes beforehand to warn Doc about the, get that he gets shot mm-hmm. and then he shows up at the, at the, Mall, Moment, yeah, and he's watching what unfolds, yeah. with himself there, mm-hmm. right? So, my first thing is that Marty McFly that's involved in that situation is him, he's the one because he went back and he's right. coming back now, yes. so that shouldn't be happening because he's not there yet. He's the person that needs to be in that scene, he's that Marty McFly. So, now what's gonna happen? Now, there's another Marty McFly, right? Yep, so that Marty McFly is gonna go back. We watch him. We watch it take yes. place. He goes back to the future, right? Now there's a Marty McFly in 1985. Now there's a Marty McFly in 1955. And what is he doing? Trying back. to get back yeah. to 1985. <laughs> so there's an endless cycle of Marty McFly's trying to get back to the future.
1: I'm telling you, Scott and Nick cover all of this. <laughs> Did they, they explain that? I
0: think we're left with more questions than answers. But hey, isn't that the truth? See, if you had a, if you had a time machine, Jason, you could just bring yourself back. To the fight with Derek Jeter like five hundred times, so you would have a huge crowd rooting for you. Yes.
2: But the thing is, though,
0: is that <laughs> just, if, just a bunch of jays in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. If Marty
2: McFly, if Marty McFly doesn't go back ten minutes earlier and goes back when he's supposed to go back, then he would be the Marty McFly in that scene. No, he wouldn't. Why would he's that Marty McFly? But
1: time is still going on. Time is still continuing.
2: But he, so if he, let's say he doesn't go back ten minutes. Earlier, right? Uh-huh. Let's say he goes back when he's supposed to go back, and he goes back right to that moment. There's two of them in that same moment. Yes. Impossible, because if he goes back an
1: hour early, let's say he goes back an hour early, then the Marty McFly in 1985 is still at home in bed when 1955 <laughs> exactly. Marty. So there comes back. There's there'll be three Marty McFlys. There's an endless cycle of Marty McFlys. <laughs> but it's it's
2: just from this point on. From this moment on, from that moment on, forever till existing to this day, there's a Marty McFly trying to get back mm-hmm. from 1955. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing, isn't it?